Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back to the podcast. This is the uncomfortable truth. And whether you're joining us on your morning commute, your daily jog, or your morning poop. <laughs> yeah, you heard me right. There's never a bad time to listen. Hey, this morning we're going to start it out just the way we start out every morning. We're going to open it up in prayer. And then uh, Brandon's going to take the topic for today. So we'll let him kind of have the floor and open us up as well. All right, sounds good. Lord, uh, we love you. We thank you for the uh, blessings that you give us daily that uh, some we get to see immediately, some we don't see for uh, days, years, or we may never see, Lord. Lord, let us lean into you, uh, to your word, and to the Bible, that living document you've given us to uh, walk this thing we call life. Lord, bless this podcast. Let it uh, reach the hearts and the minds of those who uh, need it the most and uh, help us be great vessels of your word, to be genuine and uh, full of integrity for your kingdom. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. So I have been going through um, kind of a Proverbs challenge, I guess you would say. Uh, need a little back history to let you know why I chose this topic or this thought. Um, the Bible is a living document, okay? And when I heard that years ago, it didn't really resonate with me the way it does today. Uh, so simply, when I hear living document, I think about, can I apply it, you know, at any point in my life, and does it meet me where I'm at? So I've read through the Bible several times, and, and by no means have I grasped probably a tenth of it, <laughs> but... Uh, each time I read through it, I realize that it meets me where I'm at in my journey at that time, uh, all the way back from when I was a new father uh, to, you know, having kids that are, you know, 11 down to four. And so the beauty that I want to talk about today is really from Proverbs and the fact that whether you uh, have a deep, sincere walk with Jesus daily and a great routine that involves uh, quiet time or evening prayer time or whatever the case may be or throughout the day, or you are a new believer, or you aren't a believer. Uh, lots of people go to Proverbs to really get little tidbits of encouragement. And um, King Solomon is, to believe, is believed to have written most of Proverbs. So I heard it put this way. It's like sitting at the feet of a wise rabbi. And so the reason that uh, I really like Proverbs is even if you're struggling to figure out how you're going to fit in reading the Bible— now, remember, this is called the uncomfortable truth, so we're just shooting everybody straight. I love to let everybody think that I read the Bible for four or five hours a day, but that just doesn't happen. Don't happen. Yeah. So if I can put Proverbs in my mind and at the front of my heart today to start my day, it may take 10, 15 minutes, have a little bit of prayer. It really gets you to thinking about how powerful the Bible is. So um, Proverbs 1 a day is a great place to start if you haven't read the Bible in a while or you're looking for something to kind of point you into your direction of discovery, so to speak, about what you're doing. Are you talking about one chapter a day? Yeah, one chapter a day. So I'm, I've got Proverbs open, open right now, and, you know, most of them are 20, 
you know, 30, 40 verses, you know, down to 15, 18. And they really each talk about a few main things. So you've got almost like a father speaking to a son, which uh, we're all dads here, and I'm, I'm hoping many of our listeners are uh, tuning in often because they're fathers. Uh, you've got some very clear and distinct things that are okay in the eyes of the Lord and encouraging for us and things that aren't. And it's not even like, hmm, I wonder what he's talking about here. We don't have to dive into that today, but I think it's a really good place to start uh, for encouragement, but also just understanding that the Bible is a living document. So to tie all that in, and then I want to bounce it around to you guys. For me, and you guys, as you listen, will realize we're all wired differently, and I want to encourage everyone who listens to this to understand that the difference in our connections and who we're friends with and who we share Jesus with is the beauty of it. It's not the thing that should push us away from one another because if we truly believe that every word in the Bible is God's word and is true, then when he says we are wonderfully and uniquely made, that means we're all unique in his sight. We're all different, and that's a good thing. And in today's world, that's not the thing that people are trying to uh, encourage. They're basically saying, you need to be like me or you don't fit in. You need to be like me or we can't communicate. And really and truly, Jesus is all about acceptance. And, uh, you know, it's not our job to judge. And I'm speaking to myself directly when I say that because I've struggled with that for a long time. So uh, I'll bounce it around to you guys, and, and I'll piggyback off of you as we move along. Shane, what's one thing that has really been a benefit for you in your walk uh, in regard to how you view the, reading the Bible or things like that? So one thing that I've kind of changed recently, uh, probably within the past 10 months or so, no, actually, I made a commitment uh, to myself and to God at the beginning of this year. Let me go back a little bit. I am not a morning person. I have never been, ever, ever, ever a morning person. Brandon, can I get an amen on that? Amen. <laughs> he knows. He grew up with me. However, and because of that, for most of my life, I, I felt like it was, it was okay for me to, when I studied God's Word, which is pretty intermittently, um, again, nobody here saying they're perfect, right? Okay, right. so my, my walk with the Lord has not been perfect anywhere close to it. And when, when I studied his word, most of the time it was in the afternoon or the evening. Or what, studied, read, uh, talked with the Lord, all those things. One thing that the Lord just kind of brought into my mind this year is that, uh, like Brandon was saying, his word will not return void. Uh, it's a living document. God's word's always relevant. But the time that it's most relevant is when you wake up and start your day. I, I don't know, you know, if there's any Bible verses to back that up, but if we're... So one thing that I'm doing this year is just, even if it's just waking up, honestly, it's it's the first thing that I try to do. Okay, I'm not I'm not getting up and doing a full devotional every morning. Uh, most of the time, I'll, I'll do something like that on the way to the gym, um, listening to a, a sermon or uh, just communing with God. But the first thing that I try to do every day is I wake up, roll over, grab my phone, pull up the Bible app, and read the verse of the day, and kind of meditate that on literally you know ten fifteen seconds. Just meditate on it. Put God's word in my heart. Start the day that way. 
and I don't know if I'd say it like drastically like I don't know it's making a difference in my mindset for sure 100 percent and I think that God will continue to use his words to change and move my heart you feel like it it makes a a difference in your mindset throughout that particular day and the day that you in the day that you actually started your day the way you're your goal, you know, for that. Day. Absolutely. Right. And there's, there's something valuable about setting a goal, committing to it and sticking with it in your mind as well. I'm getting God's word. I'm getting the living document. Yeah. So 1000%. I totally agree. Uh, starting your day off, um, every, um, you know, um, just High achiever that I've ever studied, you know, they always start on a spiritual level, you know, and sadly, uh, a lot of them, you know, they're not seeking truth, but they're, they're, they're spiritually connected, you know, connecting with uh, the universe that God created or whatever. Um, and uh, I think it's um, super important, um, you know, whenever it comes to, you know, how you begin uh, in God's word. And it's pretty cool to me how, uh, God's word, uh, it connects with you where you are in that season. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen people take a Bible verse, uh, you know, out of Proverbs, and you can read it, and it might connect with you a different way uh, one moment, and then, you know, um, when you're in a different season of your life, you know, a year later, it can connect with you in a different way. So when you say living word of God, um, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just to kind of um, hit on what Shane was talking about, and Sean both. You know, just starting the morning out. Um, you know, I've I've been doing that over the last oh six months or so, um, and from from the way I, I mean, mine hasn't necessarily been goal driven, or it's been just kind of uh, the way my day unfolds. It just it makes the most sense for me to spend about an hour, hour and a half, you know, in my study, just trying to get filled up. You know, I'm trying, I'm trying to get the day started on the right foot. Uh, the days that I wake up and just hit the ground running from a from a work standpoint, those days almost always go. They're just more rigid. They're they're not they're not as smooth, and I think a lot of it has to do. You know, Shane talked about uh, the commitment and the the fulfillment in 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 a goal. Um, you know, I really feel like that the Lord absolutely blesses our obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think He's blessing He's blessing our obedience in in our seeking of him, you know, in our seeking of the truth and our spending time with him, desiring a relationship with him. Um, you know, I, I really feel like that that's, that's why uh, you, you talk about these, these high achievers, Sean, or these, uh, these guys, you know, that really just have crazy busy days. Um, my wife and I are watching – uh, this Netflix show, uh, I don't even remember the name. I think it's called, um, it's, it's a show where the, this, this, this guy, it's a political show about this, the, the guy's a, 
the speaker of the house of like urban development or something and he becomes the president designated survivor yes yes we watched our second second episode of it last night it's pretty pretty cool show um but just i was talking to amy last night about just the i feel like it does a really good job of showing you the day-to-day um you know life of what maybe sure that in this particular show, it's showing what the day-to-day life of a president in a crisis situation uh, looks like. But I would imagine that his day-to-day life doesn't change much uh, in, in when it's just a normal uh, a normal day. So uh, I was just kind of relating my days to it. Obviously, my days aren't like the president of the United States days, so I'm, I'm not comparing myself on that front. But I truly feel stretched thin most days. You know, I feel like I'm getting pulled in every direction. So if I don't start my day out on the right foot, um, I feel it. I feel it throughout the day. I'm like, I just need to start over, you know. Um, But just pulling pulling Brandon's, you know, topic kind of back into play from, a, um, you know, getting back into Proverbs a little bit. There's so many verses in Proverbs that we could just read that, are going to come off the page at you, you know, I, and, I, and I feel like they speak to anyone. That's why, you, you know, Brandon, you were talking about how anybody, whether they're a believer, non-believer, uh, you know, they're just looking for some encouragement, mm-hmm. you know, just some of a few of the ones that, that have really stuck out. Proverbs 3, 5, most of, most of us have heard, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, Proverbs 22, 6. This, this is going to speak to all of us. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so many great, wonderful verses about family. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction, Proverbs 1.7. Uh, we could go on and on for the rest of our podcast and just dive into wonderful verses that, um, you know, are in Proverbs. So I'm really excited that Brandon brought this into play today. Yeah, you were, uh, you, you said something that really, it reminded me of a great book that I read uh, called Business Secrets from the Bible by Rabbi Daniel Lappin. And I believe it's in that book that, uh, you know, it kind of became very clear to me, t- tying into what Sean said about uh, successful people, because, Make no uh, bones about it. Everybody sitting at this table, good, bad, or indifferent, is striving for success. Okay, and success may mean something different for us. We're we're really trying to let you hear our hearts. That the uncomfortable truth is, is that we suck at it sometimes, and we fall away from Jesus. Amen. And we, the beauty of it is also is that we can seek Him and we can come right back to Him to His feet. So when I was reading that book, it was about business, but it was really it brought back in the Bible and everything related to business. And the one thing that really has stuck with me for sure was in the Jewish culture, they give this example of think about a teacup sitting on a saucer and the teacup is you. Okay. And that teacup needs to be full before it can pour over and into others, which is a saucer. So, if you don't start your day, and I've learned this the hard way, like Obi's talking about, I can I recognize it now. Uh, it's actually kind of a running joke between my wife Lee and I. You know, did you have your quiet time this morning? 
and it's obvious. I mean, it becomes Big very in the clear. Face sometimes, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, boy, did you have your quiet yeah. time? You've been morning? talking to Jesus today. <laughs> you just look like you're an idiot today, <laughs> more than more than usual. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that really resonated with me because when my cup's not full, I do a terrible job of pouring into others. I almost pull pull away from others. Uh, we'll get into all the things that make us. Uh, have a lot of room to grow later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but one of mine is, is I, I have to have structure. I have to. And if I don't, it, it's not healthy for anybody Everything's around in a me. whirlwind. No doubt. And mm-hmm. um, for me, I can absolutely tell whenever I've connected with God in the morning and when I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, all, it's almost like your day falls apart. Yep. And it's something. I really think it's you're just under attack. Yeah. You know, I think the devil is hitting you from every angle going, I'll show you, you know, or whatever. And it's 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 almost like um, you know, when you're when you're connecting with the Lord, uh, first thing, it's almost I kind of feel like you have a hedge of protection for the day. You're putting on your armor of Christ. Yep. I mean the Bible speaks no about doubt. that. That's exactly Amen. what you're doing. That's awesome. For sure. So yeah. Obi, you mentioned uh filling up. Brandon, you talked about a teacup mm-hmm. overflowing. Jesus says in Matthew twelve thirty four, this is Jesus' words, you brood of vipers, how can, you, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks of what the heart is full of. Hmm. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees there, and he's getting on to them because basically, um, basically the Pharisees went around judging people. Um, it's easy to look at that verse and... Say, oh, you bad Pharisees, you people, mm-hmm. you can't judge. You're sinful too. But man, if you break that stuff down and and like consider yourself, consider myself a Pharisee, and then what am I filling my heart with? Because that's what I'm going to speak about. Mm-hmm. And so, if we're not filling our hearts, if we're not getting full on the Word of Christ and His Holy Spirit, then what are we speaking about? We're speaking about what we're getting full on, right? Um, wake up, you roll over, you grab your phone, and you look at Facebook. Listen, I'm not condemning anybody because I do it. Uh-huh, me too. Um, I'm looking for a, a new truck. Wake up, roll over, grab Craigslist on the phone because nobody has the Craigslist paper anymore. It's sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, what are we thinking about? What are we filling ourselves up with? Yeah, it, the thing that kept coming back to me when uh, we you know, we decided that I would have the topic for today was why is this all becoming important to me? And I think it's because of a structure and a system, the way I'm wired. Um, and the, you know, Jocko Willick says this, for those of you who don't know, he's an ex uh, armed forces, Navy SEAL, probably the baddest of the bad that's ever walked this earth. Uh, dude. Yeah. He, I can't remember exactly how he says it, but I think I'm right here. He says, discipline is freedom, you know, and, I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about where your brain is every day, where your mind is every day. You know, um, you can walk with Jesus from the minute your eyes open to the minute they close. I don't think I have mastered anywhere close to that, but I have found myself as I've aged and done less stupid things uh, as a as a leader of my family and things like that, I found myself in com- more constant conversation with him you know and uh i think that's just filling our cup you know i think you're exactly right um i feel like 
the the longer our podcasts are, are going to continue, the more that um, I feel like a central theme, a central theme of our podcast is going to be revealed that uh, we're we're in a battle for our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a battle for our minds, and and you know, just like you said, Brandon, you can be filled throughout the entire day, uh, but you're certainly not going to if you don't start your day on the right foot. I mean, um, you talk about Jocko. I mean, there's so there's we all listen to a lot of uh, you know whoever we feel like we can we can be filled with that day. Some days it's not Christian people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was listening to uh, a guy that I feel like throws a cuss word out every other word. David Goggins um, last night. He's a He's just a world-renowned master of the mind type guy. It's Navy Seal also. Okay. Is he? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know much about him. Uh, from what I understand, he's he's has records for running longer than anybody ever has. And I think ever? Like the last 20 miles, I think he ran uh, on two broken ankles. Yeah. Mm. Like, like 240 miles or something. Wow. Without so, stopping. You know, I was just listening to him, uh, you know, the, the very first, I mean, the thing that, that drew me to it is all it said was uh, this, the best six minutes of motivation you'll hear all week, you know, and I was like, yeah, uh, let's get, let's, let's get some motivation here and see what, see what he has to say. He talked about how um, humans um, on average are, um, use 40% of the, of their minds and that. You know, when it comes to training, when it comes to anything where you're trying to further yourself, whether it be losing weight, exercise, um, the pain that we feel and that maybe or the fear that that comes into our minds uh, whenever we start to start this process, you know, you know, you get to a new year. It's a new year. You know, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be the new me this year. Mm -hmm. Well, we start this road and. And when we, the first pain that we start to feel. When you get sore. When you get sore and, and you want to quit, your, your mind is at about 40%. About 40%. And he's like, if you can push past the 40%, mm-hmm. you're going to experience and do things that you've never done in your entire life. Um, For which, him, you know, he always talks about how the pain is what drives him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's whenever... He has all these emotions start coming out of him from childhood whenever he was bullied and teased and uh, beat by his father. And uh, just crazy. He's got a crazy testimony hearing what all he went through. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, a lot of people would have died and uh, or gave up or committed suicide. And uh, he always talks about that pain. You're exactly right. right. And he feeds off of it. You know, that's what makes him – Go that much harder. Go to the next level, mm-hmm. you know. And so, um, you know, a little side note, we're Christian men who um, feel like we can pull some positive things from maybe people who aren't speaking like Christian men. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. kind of important. It's important yeah. to understand the perspective yeah. of the person talking, right? And then and your perspective says – I'm going to listen to this guy because he's got some great experience in life, but I'm, how am I going to apply this for exactly. my Christian walk? Well, and so this is something that I, I know I struggled with uh, early on in my adult life is that 
you know, who I surrounded myself with, it always had to do with not who I was around, but how, cu- how full my cup was of Jesus. And it wasn't very full then. So not surprisingly, I went down paths that weren't ideal for me and could have been potentially, you know, jeopardized, could have jeopardized my future. Um, but when our cup is full, we can be around people who, and, and you know, who use bad language or who, um, you know, say things or do things that maybe make us cringe, okay, and which is uh, the shoes on the bit on the other foot as well. And um, we can still represent Jesus, I think, when our cup's full. When it's not full, um, it's a lot harder to do that. So uh, I'll give you a specific example. A little over three years ago, I gave up alcohol. Uh, there's a whole backstory. Maybe one day we'll do a testimony uh, day. And um, what I realized in that journey that I'm three years moved, or, you know, removed from, so to speak, or journeying through, is that it took probably a year and a half or two of me being sure my cup was full of Jesus before I could potentially be around a large group of people where alcohol was prominent. Um, it still will get to me if it's a it's a, an extended period of time because and this is why this is the truth because I see me and it's ugly and I'm like god people love me even when I acted like that you know that that are my closest friends today or family um but now that my cup is full I have had the opportunity and I've seen God's grace for some younger guys who have come around and said hey how come you gave up drinking? You know, and, and this is not a you should or you shouldn't drink thing. That's not my point. My point is, is sin is sin. And if anything is taking us away from Jesus, then we need to evaluate if it's a place that it needs to hold a place in our life or not. And uh, that doesn't matter what it is. Amen. So I was watching a Elon Musk interview yesterday. <laughs> Man. <laughs> That dude is so intelligent. He is so intelligent. It's, he's so intelligent, it's on another level. Like, I don't think, like I say, regular humans can even understand. No yeah, like, you really got to pay attention. Is, but he was saying, um, one of the things that he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, is that basically, you have, if you consider yourself a mind and a body, he said most people think that the mind controls the body. It's actually the other way around. Most people's body control their mind because when their body is comfortable... The, the mind wants to do what makes the body comfortable. And you're talking about these military guys that are just super structured and do all these crazy things. But until you can, like, actually tell yourself or make your mind control your body um, and not heed to the pleasures and or the discomfort and all those things, I think that's a great um, analogy or, or thought into how we walk with Jesus because things are going to get uncomfortable. Things are going to hurt. And do we quit? You know, God doesn't promise that it's going to be an easy life if we walk with him. In fact, it's quite the opposite, um, which is kind of scary if you really dig into it. Well, one thing that uh, jumped out right there as far as the, the, the mind following the body, uh, to kind of bring it down to a level that makes sense in my head. When you have a system, back to, you know, a system or an approach where you're filling your cup daily, like you mentioned working out earlier, you will get to the point to where when you miss that piece of your system, 
you feel off, like Obi's talked about, we've all talked about. So what you're really doing is you're growing your capacity with your body, your mind, you know, whatever you're working on. As a Christian, you can throw your spirit in Your there. spirit, absolutely. Yeah, and you're basically sharpening that, uh, that said thing. So the longer Shane and I work out together, I, I hope that we look back a year from now and we go, we really can't fathom not working out because it makes everything else better in my system, hopefully towards Jesus. You know, um, and, and let me just be real honest. If I meet a 25-year-old guy that is struggling, you know, hasn't, isn't walking with Jesus, doesn't know Jesus, and, and the Lord speaks to me that I need to be mentoring him, I want him to see something that he is wants when he's my age. And no matter how you shake it, we're selfish beings. Sure. You know, 100%. So a 25-year-old goes, I see this 40-year-old who seems pretty happy. He's got a smoking hot wife at 40. Works out, pretty successful in business. What is he doing? And then, I, boom, I got a chance to tell him about Jesus sooner than later. Absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, you know, another scripture in Proverbs, you know, I think it's relative. You know, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. You know, we, we talk about our minds. We talk about our bodies. You know, uh, we talk about what we do in the mornings to get filled. You know, what are we filling? I feel like we're filling our minds. We're filling our hearts. You know, everything, uh, the Lord says, everything you do flows from it. So, you know, what are you putting into your mind? What are you putting into your heart? Um, you know, just back to the beginning of this whole podcast, um, just can't reiterate enough how important it is to start your day out with a regiment of waking up and getting in the word in some form or fashion. You know, I'm reading a book. I think we talked about it a little bit on, on the last um, podcast and uh, it's kingdom kingdom men uh, or kingdom man by Tony Evans. Um, He talks about how, um, Basically, if you're if you're truly living as a kingdom man, and and we'll we'll, we'll talk a lot more about that uh, in the weeks to come because I really love this book. I'm uh, I'm hardly I can hardly put it down. But uh, Tony Evans talks about how when you wake up in the morning, you should the devil should say, "Oh no, he's mm-hmm. up, <laughs> he's up." Yeah, you know, and yep. oh, he just stepped out of bed, you know. There's so many of us, we wake up in the morning and the devil's like, all right, what can I do to this guy today? <laughs> you know? So he, true. You know, no doubt. So, um, you know, I, I want to wake up. I want to be that man. Uh, I want to be that dad. I want to be that husband. I want to be that leader, um, you know, in my family, at work, who wakes up in the morning and the devil says, oh, crap. Mm-hmm. He's up. It's good stuff. Do you, does anyone in here know somebody personally like that that you look up to and uh, that the devil says, he's up, uh, let's go get him? Because if we don't, you know, he's going to do amazing things for the Lord today. You know, um, in different capacities, yes. You know, the first thing that came to my mind when you asked that question is, you know, somebody that's 
very easily they catch your eye. And I don't probably have that person, um, but I think that we have had you know great leaders you know throughout our childhood and lifetime that the devil goes, oh crap, he's up, you know. But it's more subtle. So I don't have one person that jumps out of my head. What about y'all? I kind of do, you know. I mean, I I have a guy now. Um, this guy's, uh, you know, which I'm not going to say his name, you know, uh, you know, just out of respect. But he's um, he's uber uber successful, and uh, uh, man, every time I see the guy, he's shining the light of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I literally can drive on the way home, and you might see him on the side of the road talking to a homeless guy pulled up in his truck, and. Wow. Uh, it's am- it's amazing because he's he's definitely one of the wealthier guys in East Texas, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and he don't have to do any of that. But and and he knows the 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 Bible like the back of his hand, and uh, it's ama- it's amazing. You know, it's really and it's really encouraging to me because when I look up to him, I'm like, wow, I, w- I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be that guy. I want to I want to be in that position. That's that's pretty special to me. And just very, very, very uh, humble, walks in humility. Um, I think when he wakes up, the devil's like, oh, no, he's up. Mm-hmm. And uh, what can I do to try to throw him off of his track? Um, for sure. Good stuff. I heard a story, and I don't know this guy personally, but he does live in our area. We might actually be talking about the same person. <laughs> I don't know. It's very possible. But I heard a story about this guy that lives around here. And anybody that I've ever met that knows this guy, he owns a, a local business, and he's just always talking about Jesus. But this guy was in a city one time, and I may mess this story up, but it's it's the point is going to come across. He's in the city one time, and it, it was later at night, and he hangs out, you know, and tries to help homeless people as much as he can. He's walking around down the street, whatever guy walks up to him and with a knife and says, what do you have in your wallet? And... uh this guy pulls out his wallet, and he's like, hey, man, you know, chill out. Everything's going to be fine. I'll give you what I have in my wallet. And he says, okay. So he pulls his wallet out, and he starts pulling the cash out of it and giving it to him. He's like, man, um, put that knife away. Uh, do you need a watch? He said, here, here's my watch. Buddy, do you need some shoes? Do you, I see your shoes are pretty old. Would you like my shoes? And then he starts telling him about Jesus. And the guy that robbed him, he actually got to tell him. He didn't rob him because he gave it to him, but he actually got to lead him to the Lord. Wow. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's incredible. It's pretty powerful. And and that's not the only story that I've heard about this guy. So when you hear stories like that, you just think, ah, that's not true. Nobody's going to do that. But, man, if we're really filled with Jesus, why couldn't that be us, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I don't know who told me, and it may have been one of you guys, similar story, um, you know, about a, um, a youth pastor um, who had gone down to Mexico regularly to do a lot of mission work. Um, you know, they run into a lot of problems, especially over the last, you know, 10 years or so with cartels down there, uh, you know, looking to get kidnapped, you know, they had to be super careful, the people that they went across with, um, you know, to, you know, they would, they would drive down, um, to these small communities in very rural, 
uh, Mexico and, and, you know, do mission work. But, um, so this, this guy that, that went down there, um, he met with this local youth pastor that lives on the border that goes across all the time. The youth pastor basically tells him, uh, you know, you need to be a little extra careful this trip. Uh, we ran into some, some trouble, um, you know, just last week. And he's like, well, what kind of trouble did you run into? Oh, he said, the youth pastor that lives down there, he said, you know, we went across the border. It was just us and one other car, and and the cartel pulled us over, guns a-blazing. And uh, he said, oh, my gosh, you know, what did you do? You know, and he said, uh, I got out of the car and told them that we were here in the name of God and that they could not hurt us and they needed to get in their car and leave. He said they continued to scream and and tell them to do things in Spanish. They didn't understand what they were saying. Of course, he did. He knew he knew Spanish very well. But he just stayed to his point. He stayed to his point. Um, we're here in the name of the Lord. We're going to try to lead people to the Lord, and we are not leaving, and you are not taking us. And after about five minutes, those guys got in their cars and left. <laughs> it's powerful, right? Yes, I mean, uh, just unbelievable. I mean, there's uh, the the guy that that told me that story told it so much better, um, you know. But into this, I mean, I feel like it's 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 very similar to the one you just talked about, Shane, and that um, you know when when you are truly just not in fear. I mean, mm-hmm. he couldn't have been in fear even though that guy pulled a knife, he was like, the Lord's with me in this moment. I'm, I'm going to continue doing the work that he brought me here to do. I'm not going to allow this knife or this cartel with guns in my face to stop me from doing what I know God led me to do. So pretty, pretty powerful, powerful. stuff. I think that's a great point, and I, I, feel, like, I feel like a lot of – our listeners uh, might be similar. <clears throat> excuse me, might be similar to us and how we think. And so I'm going to say this: There's a lot of stuff going on in our country now that if we get too wrapped up into it, we could be living in fear. And I'm talking about political stuff here. You believe what you want to believe, and whatever's going on right now with the new president and how the election went and all those things. But is it causing us to live in fear of what's going to happen tomorrow when on the other side of that we know that we have a living document, the Bible, right in front of us waiting to be opened so that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit, with Christ, and not have to live in fear of something that's most likely outside of our control anyways. Amen. Amen. You know, the thing that jumps in my mind is that Jesus is the light. And if we look at our phones enough or we don't feel, don't fill ourselves each morning in our cup of Jesus, um, the dark is, is there and waiting right now. And, but Jesus is light. will cast out that darkness. And the thing out of the two stories, uh, 
you know, the youth minister and the uh, guy on the street is that, and I am not saying that I'm there mentally, but the thing that jumped out to me is this. They were comfortable to share Jesus till the day that Jesus calls them home, whether that's right then absolutely, or 100 years from now. They wanted to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, and I think uh, that's something we could all strive for. Absolutely. You know, we, we're talking about, Shane's talking about just the, the world climate right now, the nation's climate, you know, how we could absolutely live every day in fear if we, if we chose to, if we allowed the circumstances to dictate um, our mindset, what we were going to believe. Um, but, you know, Shane said, get in the living word, get in the word and find out what God has in store for us. He, he says in John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world where you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Mm. Um, God tells us <laughs> that our joy and our peace comes from him. If, if we will choose to follow him, if we will choose to get in his word and to build a relationship with him, uh, you're going to experience peace and joy like you've never understood. It's, you're you're going to have peace. You're going to have joy in situations where everybody else is crumbling. Uh, people are crumbling. People are, are just so fearful of, of everything going on around us. And, and, um, there is a fix to that. <laughs> Amen. There, there's a fix. We, um, you know, we've all been to a point where we didn't feel like it could be fixed, but, um, the living word can fix this for you. The Lord can fix it. Amen. Um, everlasting joy comes from the Lord. Uh, happiness is, is temporary. You know, a lot of people seek, material things and uh, the things that, that, that don't last and they'll crumble one day. Uh, but uh, that void and the one all end all is uh, the Lord our God and his son Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, I think that's a great place to uh, lock this one down. Guys, uh, if you're out there listening, we're really appreciative uh, that you decided to tune in to the Uncomfortable Truth and uh, – if you need to pick me up or if you know a buddy that needs to pick me up, first of all, tell them to read the living word because that's where we're coming from. Um, it will not return void. Uh, but again, we're thankful that you're here with us and uh, hope you continue to tune in. We're going to shut this one down for now. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>